Salutations, team. We, uh, that, yeah, that, that whole hour we just did is not going on our uh, page. Yep. Yep. That's how it works. Salutations, my friends. Yeah, we uh, just did an hour long, basically post-election coverage analysis, and which I'm very proud of, might add, I might add. I was generally proud of how that thing turned out. And uh, salutations, Lori, give me one second and I'll, I'll address you. I, we're, we're not censored, uh, but the whole hour that we just did on our primary page, Freedom Faction, is not available. Um, and so we're going to kind of have to have like a hybrid episode or a hybrid segment with this one where we let guests come in um, and at the same time kind of go over these topics. Uh, so to kind of give you like a quick run through of what we went over in the previous segment, we talked about election meddling, voter fraud, uh, what a... What salutations, Robbie? Oh, we went over what a Biden administration would look like, uh, potential insurrection. I played the Zoom call where they admitted that they're in a coup. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying that there's going to be a smooth transition into a Trump administration, uh, and I war gamed what would actually happen. Uh, how how it, how it would all go down? How? Trump basically won the election, but how you have, again, the projected leader of Joe Biden essentially uh, asserting himself as control and how that's going to create a choose your own reality type thing. So I'm kind of upset that that didn't go out, but I guess that's kind of how it works whenever you begin to operate on these censored platforms. So what I'll try to do is I'll try to, again, fly through these, these, uh, fly through these topics as much as possible get you guys on to give us your, your feedback and then we'll, we'll continue from there. I basically broke down again the technocracy, the shadowy unelected cabal that is dispensing to you what your new community guidelines are every single week via your phone, you know. And uh, well, they just didn't want that going out there. So we are now here in our second segment playing catch up. But uh, this is why, again, we have to find a suitable alternative for the work that we are doing. I can't really be upset. I should expect this type of stuff, you know, given the nature of what we do and how it goes down. Uh, but let me go ahead and start getting into a few quick updates and then I'll, I'll get things started for you guys. We are broadcasting on our backup page. We're on our podcast page, Factions of Freedom, uh, because of everything I just said to you guys right there. We have been underneath censorship for God knows how long. Um, I was hoping, I shouldn't say this, I was expecting them to terminate our page uh, before the election, and I think that's somewhat of what's happening right now. They're in the process of trying to terminate our page uh, after the election. I didn't think I was going to be here before the election. I think they're trying to get rid of me afterwards, and that's why you guys see us uh, migrating to other platforms, using other services, and essentially running and gunning. It's the best way for me to describe it is uh, we're still putting out posts, we're still putting out episodes, we're still putting out interviews, we're still putting out content, but we're having to find, again, a suitable replacement uh, for us to operate in. And so 
join our Telegram channel. I think we have 167 uh, subscribers right now. I like how quickly I'm able to get out the information to you guys. I don't have to make, you know, very clever looking posts and stuff like that. I'm able just to send you the straight video and it's very, very convenient. Uh, but like I said, we are re re regrouping. We will find a suitable replacement uh, and I hope you guys join us as we do so. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. Uh, I mentioned this in the previous episode, but because that's not going up, we have to mention it here. Uh, the app service that we use, disciple.media, we were paying an arm and a leg for something that didn't really, again, fit our needs and our standards for what we were trying to do. Um, if the idea is to get out information, maybe it would be better to have more than 100 members. And I think that was the downfall. Whenever I use Disciple Media, we hit our 100 members super quickly. And I'm basically paying 150 bucks for 100 people just to maybe share information occasionally. So we're not going to do that. Uh, but if you guys join our exclusive membership program, you can help us begin to set up an infrastructure for this type of stuff. Because God knows how much longer we're going to be here. I don't want to be relying upon these type of platforms, experiencing this type of censorship, borderline expecting it to where it hinders our work. The idea is to diversify the information, not uh, not consolidate it so we're easier to destroy. So yeah, support our organization. I'm not going to talk about my Patriot Supply. If you don't have storable goods, you're not paying attention. And uh, if you, if you want storable goods, you guys can use us as a means to do so. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Uh, there's a lot of different things I'm involved in. I can say that. Um, I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics and start pulling you guys on. Sorry to kind of fly through this stuff, but this is what happens when they begin to censor our content. Um, for people that are joining us now, we were broadcasting for about an entire hour. Shucks, I'd say half an hour before we got maybe 30 followers in off of our 300,000 followers, that's censorship. But I don't care about that. What I do care about is telling you how I had to kill one of my chickens. I think that's a better way for me to start getting into stuff with you guys to just let you know what's going on in my personal life. Uh, for exclusive members, I told you guys that, uh, I told you about the utility and the usefulness of my chickens and how much of a commodity they've become, not only for myself, but for the community. Uh, how it's providing families with eggs, uh, people with eggs, bakeries with eggs, all kinds of stuff. And essentially this Halloween, I woke up hungover to six of my chickens dead. Yep, six of them, gone, just like that. I woke up hungover and uh, saw feathers piled all over the backyard. I had to clean up two chicken carcasses and the remaining feathers throughout the weekend. A pack of coyotes came through, natural selection come through and literally destroyed my, my flock. I lost uh, 75 to 90% of my egg production. It's pretty crappy. And this past Sunday, I think uh, I had to cull one of my roosters. And I was talking about that experience in the previous episode, the previous segment, how I named my chickens after viruses and pandemics and apocalyptic events. You know, I kind of I kind of invited that karma on them. But what's crazy is I didn't think about the type of void having chickens would fill. 
And so whenever I literally raised and killed a chicken, essentially within six months of his life, it's kind of, it's not traumatizing, but it's a, it's an experience in and of itself. Uh, and so now I only have one laying hen, one baby hen, and I am currently in talks with my neighbors about acquiring more hens. And uh, that's, that's got nothing to do with politics, but that's me kind of talking to you guys about the different cycles of life, how things can happen just like that. Uh, it was the one night that I didn't put them away. I was out getting drunk and having a great old time. You know, I came home and uh, kept partying until about four o'clock in the morning. I think that's what drove the coyotes out of the out of the ditch. And um, you know, like I said, I didn't put them away. And there was feathers all over the yard, bloody chicken body in my back in my back segment. It was crazy, dude. It was real violent. Um, and so we're gonna make a dream catcher of the remaining feathers. Uh, and uh, we have definitely began to coddle the remaining hens that we have. But uh, for everybody that was receiving eggs from us and looking forward to getting eggs from us, like I said, 75 to now 90% of our egg production is down. And I can't help people out. It kind of sucks. Uh, this isn't like a pitch for food shortages or my Patriot supply or any of that type of stuff. But this is just letting me, me letting you guys know how quickly things can change uh, whenever people depend on things. So, yeah. Lost my chickens, but uh, we're still in the fight. That's got, again, nothing to do with politics. That's just stuff that's happening in my own personal world. Now, let me fly through these topics. I'll get a guest on, and we'll try to continue on this conversation. Uh, in this in this segment, segment specifically, I'd like to talk about the Great Reset, QAnon, the externalization of the hierarchy, and getting more into the breakdown of law and order. Uh, and how that includes politics and the social contract. Uh, you know, in the previous segment, the one that got taken down or not even put up, however you want to put it, I talked about how this shadowy, unelected cabal of people are censoring the president and how it's not so much about what 45 is saying, it's about the fact that 45 no longer has power. And for people who have listened to the podcast and the page and the lives that we've done, we've talked about the, de the dangerousness of the technocracy, of the scientific dictatorship, of uh, of the First Amendment being essentially muffled. You know, that's what the masks essentially are, the symbolic muffling of the First Amendment, that people don't care about what you're saying or what comes from your, 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 your mouth, that you're just supposed to be a vessel uh, for this system. The easiest way for me to describe it is, again, just that, that it's not about Donald Trump whenever you've got Fox News censoring him, whenever you've got uh, all these other mainstream media corporations saying, we're just not going to show you what he has to say. We can't, in good faith, allow for this to go on. That's, again, that shadowy organization saying, we'll show you what you're allowed to think. We'll show you what you're allowed to consume. Like that archetypal uh, uh, Outer Limits intro, where they say, you've tuned into the vertical and the horizontal, and we will show you what you prefer to think of. It's very, very sophisticated. But again, this is the scientific dictatorship. You're seeing that be erected in your time frame, And it happened just like this. You know, the fact that you've got Mark Zuckerberg coming out saying that we're indeed going to censor people leading up to the election and after the election, because there's a very big chance of civil unrest. What they're saying is they're admitting that they censor, that they do curate content, that they do engage in social engineering, right? You see how fast it happened from them saying, no, we don't, we don't censor people. We don't delete accounts. We don't engage in that type of behavior. 
We're all about free speech. To yeah, no, for sure. We 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 will silence dissenting opinions. We will tell people who their projected winner is. It's Joe Biden. We will tell people what to believe in. And so what happens is you have again that competing reality, that dueling reality scenario taking place where there is truth, facts, logic, reason, critical thinking, and then emotions, delusional thinking, and irrational behavior. Think about this. People going along with what their fa- what their phone tells them. Uh, throughout the entirety of the previous segment, I told you guys how people around me have been saying, hey, EJ, do we have a president? Because deep down, they already know that Trump won but because he's not the declared, the projected and declared winner, not the author, not the legit one that they want, they've got to ask that question. This is again one of the most sophisticated psyops of our time, coming off of the heels of another extraordinarily sophisticated psyop. When they are able to keep you in a position of disenfranchisement, traumatize you, lock your ass down for extended periods of time, tell you that you're never going to get out of this, and if you try to get out of this. We'll send the military to your door to forcibly inject you. They're trying to traumatize you. They're trying to brainwash you. And the only way you can get out is if you elect a Biden administration. Well, my God, this mo- this, this man already came out talking about how he wants uh, 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 plans for a nationwide mandatory mask mandate, lockdowns and contact tracing. I'm sure people have already said it, that Oh, now that this election's over, I feel so free. It's like I can take off my mask. I voted for Biden so I could take off my mask. Completely unaware that Biden called for the mandate. So this is what happens when you have people that are so polarized, so radicalized, so broken, so beaten to a point that, well, I just want to get Joe Biden in office so we can get Trump out. You don't know what you're saying. And I know this may seem very, very Trump supportery or very in support of 45. What this is, is a support for the rule of law. What this is, is a support for the Constitution, for the Bill of Rights, for a natural order of how things go. But this ties into the Instagram lab we did just this past uh, two months ago, the breakdown of law and order and how that's exactly this. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm saying that this was one of the most voted in elections, it's not whether or not I voted for it. Left, right paradigm, doesn't matter. They're trying to break the system like Cloward and Piven. They're trying to overwhelm the system so they can come up with something new. When you've got President Xi Jinping of China saying that America's political system is collapsing because of Trump, they're not entirely wrong, but they're not entirely right. What's happening right now is that a reconstruction or a reformation of our political system. And that's why this is so dangerous, because we have a natural way of going about things. But to overwhelm, to overhaul, to flood, to break this thing down, will create something new, the technocracy. And that's why they're trying to hurry up and get all this COVID stuff in there so they can get you immunity passports and travel passes and uh, uh, ID2020s and all these things. Let me, uh, I wanted to try to pull somebody in, but I think this is a great way for me to pivot into the externalization of the hierarchy and then I'll pull somebody in. All of what's happening right now is the uncloaking, 
So as you are being told to put your mask on, the externalization of the hierarchy, the externalization of the method, the system is beginning to reveal the different facets in which it wishes to control you. Uh, unfortunately, in the previous segment, I had read to you the, art, the, 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 the letter that came from Archbishop Vigiano warning of a global conspiracy against God and humanity. Talks about that, how COVID-19 is going to be used for that. But I guess, and when you read this article, he talks about, uh, he, he sounds like me. Uh, or, or I sound like him. I, I don't know. You tell me. He, he's, he's, he's basically saying how COVID-19 is being used as a way to subvert people's freedoms, rob them of their rights, and deteriorate what very little liberties and freedoms we have. And when I talk about the externalization of the hierarchy, what they're saying is, yeah, we're, yes, we kidnap children. Yes, we want to forcibly inoculate you. Yes, we want to lock you down. Yes, we want to put a mask on you. Who wants to join us as we begin to put down humanity? I see people saying that it's, 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 it's a throttling or it's a, what's the word, freezing or buffering. I'm sorry, we have to find another platform where we're able to broadcast without interference. Uh, but let me go ahead and get somebody on, and then I'll come back talking about the externalization of the hierarchy and more. Hopefully, uh, as we pull on guests to talk about these things, we don't have any more interference. But uh, I doubt it, to be honest. I, I doubt it. Yeah, uh, I'm not on the receiving end. I think there might be like a little button over there for you guys. If you want to join us, hit that request button. Send us a request. It might be some of the interference that we're experiencing. It could be a number of issues, my friends. Um, Austin Pangaracio says, does Parlor let you broadcast? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, Anna Marie, 3573 says, can you use Zoom? Uh, we do use Zoom with our exclusive members. Um, I do, because of because of COVID-19 and all the other socioeconomic things that have happened due to this year, I do want to set up possibly a, 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 a similar situation where it's kind of like what we're doing here, uh, where I'll have like a weekly transmission and people who join our exclusive membership or join like our, our, our service, whichever it is, We'll have like a Zoom meeting that way people can collectively join in and we don't have to take uh, calls one after one after another. Uh, but we do use Zoom, but this is for our exclusive members. I would definitely appreciate it if you guys joined us. Um, it says that Rita John, Rita Johanna wants to go live. Let's go ahead and get Rita in here. Get her thoughts on what's going on. Oh, hey, Rita. One second, sorry. Take your time. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I wasn't ready for this. You're okay. You're okay. Can you hear me? Can you I hear can me? hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that was fast. 
sorry. Um, so good to meet you. I love your content. I love it whenever people appreciate. Uh, I feel crazy half the time, so I appreciate it whenever other people appreciate <laughs> the work. No, no, we appreciate you so, so much. Um, I mean, your content is like, is like, how to say, it's like the best food, you know? Like, you don't oh. have, like, no, you, it's true. You, you don't have, like, fillers, what we would call fillers. It's like straight up authentic, like. So yeah, whenever you have a live, I try to join. Um, you go ahead and, and I don't oh, know, I, am I still fast to session or? No, you're fine. I, I appreciate it. Um, this is why I would, should probably do more shows on our podcast page because we get, uh, we get responses like your own and people that appreciate the work uh, and see how, much, see how much work we really are trying to do and how we are really trying to get out there. Uh, because we do try to diversify the information because you guys deserve it. But Rita, if I could get your opinion, what are your thoughts on, uh, I love your accent first and foremost. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, on America and the election? Uh, so, so I'm not American. <laughs> um, Shucks, I couldn't tell. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not American, but I did live in your country and, um, I loved it there. I lived in New York for five years, and I have a lot of friends that are American, and I love America so much. Um, I am French and Greek. Those Ooh. are my two personalities, yes. So I, I was born in Paris, but my parents are Greek. Ooh. So I guess, you know, I'm an immigrant. And now I live in Canada in Vancouver. So I'm like nice. West Coast. And now I'm from Seattle, if that makes sense. So you're like a globetrotter over there, just traveling the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. But I've only stayed in the West. I've, I haven't, uh, I haven't traveled, you know, in more exotic places, I should say. But uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of friends in Canada who have a heart for America, and we're watching and we're praying. And we're we're standing in hope and in faith. Like I have, I have lost no hope. I am like, we got this. We got this because, you know, the truth, it it always comes to the surface. It's just a matter of when. Yes, <laughs> that's what I think. Well, it's, I think you know, with because because you're entirely correct. It does. It will come to the surface. I think just right now, people kind of had like a. I guess you could call it the election unrest. So they just wanted November 3rd or November 4th for it to be over, but that's not the case. You know, I, I, I still have hope. Um, I do love this country. I think we are going through a massive change and situations that we find ourselves in like right now, this is a great opportunity for change, uh, both good and bad. I can't, I know I know. on like either side of the aisle, you hear, you'll, you'll hear a lot of rhetoric uh, that kind of sounds negative and bad, but I can't help but think of how this is a wonderful time for change. We just got to fix our mind and really start applying ourselves to make these things happen. Amen. I 100%. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have prophesied over this year. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people that are saying that 2020, it's interesting, even the number, right? Because we use mm -hmm. that 
that the, the, the clearest vision we can have, we call it 2020. Um, so I, I do, I'm with you on that. I do believe it's a time for transformation and it's up to us to decide if we want to transform, but I see that the majority of us are there. They're, we're ready. We are. <laughs> like, hey, bring it on. We are. Bring it on. <laughs> if you, let me ask your opinion on that because I, 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 I thoroughly believe we're going through a massive awakening period right now. Do you think awakenings like this require like guidance or where do you think we'll be like, say maybe two or three or four or five years from now? Uh, because I think that, like you said before, the truth will come out. It will excite and hopefully not radicalize people. It'll put them into a point of where they want to do things uh, that are more productive and progressive. Where do you see us uh, two to five years from now? I actually, I I don't, I'm, I'm hopeful. So I do think that there's going to be a reset. I think that there has yes. to be a reset one side or the other, one way or the other. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is cracking. Um, it, it's uh, unavoidable at this point that we'll, we're never going back to normal. Correct. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, I am hopeful. Uh, I, I do think that we're going to go, you know, all of these things that I stand on, I stand with faith. So yes. I don't even know, you know, what I'm standing on, but the people in the group that I'm standing with, I believe in us. And so I believe that we're going to, we are going to choose what is going to serve humanity and free humanity. So yes. is technology going to get better and better? Yes. We're not going to be able to, you know, completely, but, but I think then we can choose how we use, you know, technology. Already Trump, you know, and so many other people, we're suing dictators in technology. So I do think that's going to change. Laws are going to be created for that. Yes. A huge freedom of thought there is going to come through. We're going to be liberated in that way. And, you know, when it comes to the big other side, which is the medical side, I do believe that even though through movies and right now through politics and mandates, they've scared us to believe that we're already, you know, in a lab. <laughs> you know, we're already lab rats. Yes. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I do not think it's going to happen. I don't. Um, so I think it's, I really think it's a game of fear right now. And that if we submit, if we submit, then we, we lose. But we're not submitting. We're not I submitting. I so, in, so in four or five years, I, I think we'll be on a much uh, better track. And I think we'll have found huge stability, and maybe it actually will be will be back into a golden age. You know, if I don't, I don't, I don't know how fast. Can I ask you a question? Please Zach? do. Please do. <laughs> like people talk about um, new technologies, and even Trump, I think, talks about this. Do you think that that might be unveiled soon? Uh, you know. Out here in New Mexico, 
they recently unveiled the Space Forces, one of the one of the new Space Force bases. And so that I know we have people that believe in flat earth and things like that. That's okay. What I'm trying to make a pivot into is at this new base here in New Mexico, they're working on advanced materials, um, new propulsion technology, new aircrafts, things like this. Now, when you say technology, my mind immediately goes towards UFOs, paranormal, uh, things like this, right. life extension, right? Um, slowing, slowing the speed at which your telomeres degenerate. Um, a lot of what we saw leading up to COVID-19 was a revelation of, of, of advanced therapeutics, nutraceuticals, supplements. And then we had this whole virus come out, and now people are moving more towards pharmaceuticals and drugs. And so to answer your question is, I think that a lot of these technologies will come out, uh, but scenarios, unfortunately, like what we found are, do we want to have a, a, a IV, a IV treatments and UV light therapy treatments? Because these are very real. I had on, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, IV treatments and, and, and infrared lights and yes. all of the things you said. And uh, those things are already there if, if we follow people like, uh, what's his name, Dave. Uh, he, he wrote the book um, Superhuman, I think. Huh. Uh, is, uh, it's right now, I don't have it. But it, it's okay. called... Uh, huh? It's okay. <laughs> you, you probably know him because he, he, he invented what he calls um, hacking, biohacking. Biohacking. Yes. All this, yeah. So it's already here. It's just a matter of it becoming more mainstream and more affordable. Yes. I think uh, what's, what will happen, we have people talk about it in the chat, it'll create this uh, transhumanism. What we're talking about, bioha biohacking and transhumanism is uh, along the lines of what we're talking about. And I predicted us kind of coming into this wave to where you're going to have three different breakoffs. You're going to have people who, you're going to have people who are fully, I'll do it this way, people who are fully cyborgs who have committed to all the technology and stuff like that, the implantable microchips, you know, uh, the the robotic eyes and things like that, versus mm -hmm. people who have half human, half technological capabilities, versus other people who fully embrace that super spiritual, multi-dimensional, hyperhuman aspect that we're in, and I feel yeah. like that's gradually where we're going to be going into. Uh, right now, we're just at that phase where we have implantable microchips and people saying, well, I want to rediscover the benefits of nutraceuticals, vitamins, supplements, you know, UV light, IV, ther or IV therapy and things like this. That's going to create like, an offshoot to where people may take it to a completely different level, but we'll deal with that when we get there. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. We are definitely going to be moving into a time period uh, where different aspects of humanity can be explored. And I think that's a good thing because it makes us really understand the beauty of us uh, more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Is there anything um, you wanted to leave the audience with, Rita? Um, maybe, you know, uh, I had um, just one last question, I promise, then I'm going to talk a lot. <laughs> um, um, and I also wasn't, I wasn't ready. This is unreal. I'm so, I, like, this is unbelievable. 
like that I'm talking with you honestly um everyone <laughs> um i had the last question i w- i would like i would like to ask you and it's because i know nothing about is guns um i am scared i'm scared of guns and scared of knives <laughs> and like i said i come from france and i live in canada so I, i don't know the reality of that but um i am 100% i like i feel like everybody should know how to use one i need to educate myself on that <laughs> yes you do um, they're fun <laughs> um but It, last time I had a discussion with friends they said why am I you know why am I for guns and I was trying to explain to them that then I thought about it it's like taping your mouth and then sending you to a debate there's no way you can defend yourself right but yes. how would you say because you're American and, and I know you know more about it let me real quick let me do something for you Rita Okay. So I won't grab any guns for you, but I will grab some targets for you. Okay. <laughs> I'll just show you some some random targets I have that I was supposed to burn. But here are some random targets. This one is a little bit more shot up. This is at my last training session. But um, you know, to answer your question as to why you should be pro gun. What is a sword? What is an axe? What is a bow and arrow? These so-called tools of war are really just that. They're weapons of self-determination. A gun is just the most modern interpretation of this. When you have any tool of defense, you're able to defend yourself. You're able to carve out your your world, your will into the world. That's what that's what essentially the second amendment should be for is saying, "Hey, we want to stand up for ourselves. We want to have the right to self-determination we want to be able to protect ourselves because that should be our inherent right we should have the right to protect ourselves the right to defend ourselves and the right to go go to go after uh whatever it is that we choose you can say that's toxic masculinity you can say that's white supremacy you can say any of that type of nonsense but at the end of the day what that is is the right to self-determination even a car itself is a form of a weapon but you are self-determining to take yourself to a location without Uber, without a taxi service, without Lyft, without a friend, you are choosing to take this weapon and it's self-determine yourself there. That's what a bow is, that's what an axe is, that's what a knife is, that's what a sword is, that's what a gun is. That's what any of these weapons are. They are extensions of somebody else's will. You could even get into a conversation about uh I think it's the Japanese samurai and how they believe that uh, a sword the katana is just an extension of their own will it's an extension of their arm but see when we don't have that that deeper understanding as to who we are and how every single human has the right to go out and be sovereign but we expect that somebody else should protect us and while that can never be the case there are people protectors warriors and people that step up to protect people who don't want to protect themselves. So to answer your question simply, a gun represents just that self-determination or protection, defense against anybody wishing you harm. That would be my that would be my response to that type of person. I love that. I love that. Thank you so so much. Oh. Thank, thank you. you for joining Rita. Pray for you, bless, be blessed always and till next time. Thank you. <laughs> be safe out there. I will. I will. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. There she goes.
There goes Rita. Yeah. Uh, I was, um, I was at, I was talking with some folks the other day, just about just general weaponry and fun stuff. And I brought up that topic right there, how a gun is simply just a sword. It's an ax, you know, it's, um, gauntlets, pauldrons, right? It's a hammer. It's a, any type of weapon that can be used to defend yourself because that's exactly what it is. And so I'll be honest with you guys. I was definitely a knife guy before getting into all this public stuff that I'm doing. Um, I'll try to leave some of my stuff in the past, but I was a knife guy. I, I loved knives, uh, fights and stuff like that. It's only as I've gotten older and I realize that people are not respectful anymore. They want to square up and have a, a, a fair fight with you that I've gotten into guns. Uh, and even that's been like a journey in and of itself that I've talked about over here. Um, but no, it's for me a philosophical thing of you having the ability to defend yourself. And this is why everywhere else that doesn't really have guns, you see the lockdowns kind of going in faster. With us over here, they have to figure out how to get us to give over our sovereignty because we have it inherently. They have to figure out a way for us to give over our rights, give over our identity, give over all these things, right? Forfeit your, uh, forfeit your, your, your power, forfeit your identity, free healthcare. Free, head, free education, free housing, free all that stuff. All you got to do is be a slave. And I won't do that at all. I would rather eat crap, um, eat crap, become way too familiar with, chickens and, with chicken and rice instead of having somebody give me my success. It's a deep-rooted psychological issue. Um, let me go ahead and get this next person on because I could talk all day about it. Kalinda, let me, um, let me talk, let me briefly say let me briefly talk about sovereignty. Sovereignty, seizing your seizing your human your human identity, and stepping forward. You know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and get you on, Kalinda. We don't have any other requests. I'll get you on, and then uh, if we have time, I'll get into QAnon, the Great Reset, the externalization of the hierarchy, and more. Uh, but let's go ahead and get Kalinda Cosmic Butterfly on. Hey. Hello. So, hey, Kalinda, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I was having a question for you as well about the guns. What's up? Uh, I'm going to make a little bit more light in here. Well, my question is, I've been always wondering, but I think you probably know, know that why is it that we are not allowed uh to own our own guns in Europe. It's always, uh, yeah, I don't know. in America. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. I know in places like Australia, uh, in places like the UK, they gave up their guns. Mm -hmm. Places like Venezuela, they gave up their guns um, maybe a half century ago, but I'm not sure what the case would be in Europe. I'm not sure uh, if Europe has a history of owning guns. That's, that's actually very interesting. Okay. Is it, yeah. I would because probably, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, you. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about uh, guns in relation. Um, yeah, and the relationship uh, between the situation that everything is. Yeah, what's going on? Like the 
how they are playing out um, the people who are owning guns. Like they know, like for example, in America, you are owning guns. So in order to uh, gain more control over you, they they need a civil war because it's more profitable for them for people to kill each other. Yes. And therefore, and then I was thinking about, okay, so in Europe, there are no guns. So here they are, they need another structure, you know, for example, in the UK, they are uh, already implementing, uh, you know, facial recognition. And it's really crazy in Europe, uh, in uh, the UK already. So, and yesterday I, I made my first IGTV about and sharing my thoughts Good. about the situation. Good. <laughs> uh, yes, so you really inspired me uh, doing this. Um, and I, I was talking about, um, you know, people not doing anything. So, for example, uh, my in front of my studio two weeks ago, someone was... Um, uh, you know, I would, how do you say, um, abused in front of my studio. So he, he got, uh, yeah, by two guys, uh, one guy, he, yeah, they, they hit him in, uh, and, and yeah, it was really terrible. But the most terrible part of this story is that people were, yeah, stood around him and doing nothing, you know, so. Filming. No, no, they no. They weren't filming, they weren't doing like recording and doing videos. They were just watching. No, they were they were just watching. But I found out, and I immediately went out, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then these guys run away. But good. I found it's more like this. Um, yeah, some they they were really standing there like they're like zombies, and and it really doesn't matter what's what's happening. People are really disconnected with their body. I always come back. To, to the body because then I was I've, I was thinking about okay if you're not connected with your body you are um, uh, you know g this gaslighting thing they are talking about you know two weeks but it's already eight months and yes. the, the end, and then the end of the first lockdown it's the beginning of the second lockdown and people are still <laughs> let, me, let me touch on that real quick, Kalinda, because you're you're, yeah. you're entirely correct. I'm glad that you the feel just to touch on what you were saying beforehand, the feeling is mutual. Uh okay. you, you coming over here and giving us like your words of wisdom, that has helped inspire me. I think the audience has seen you inspire me. So I'm glad that I could help inspire you to go out there and go do the work because that's what it boils down to. So the feeling is mutual and I'm very grateful. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you're getting frustrated with this stuff, that you're employing the logic saying two two weeks to slow the curve and, and we're here eight months later and nobody sees anything wrong with this. <laughs> Let me touch on that. You know, for me, and I, and I wanted to put, I wanted to point this out in the previous uh, segment, the good, mm -hmm. if, if Biden won the actual election, I think that would be a good thing because the left will begin to degenerate and eat themselves like, lions cubs they'll begin to tear each other apart but what this will yeah. force people to do on the right is actually be patriots uphold the bill of the bill of rights uphold the constitution go back to being good people and what i mean by that is uh 
here's a quick example. It wasn't like your situation where you saw somebody beat up outside of your store. Yeah. I was at this local restaurant that's involved with this charity I'm trying to get started and launched. I went there, I think it's either Sunday or Monday, just to have like some nachos and a beer. And they had thrown a birthday party for an elderly gentleman the night beforehand there, or two nights beforehand, wherever I was there last. But mm -hmm. there were only three people in the establishment. It was me and my lady, another lady over there in the corner, and this jabroni watching football by himself yelling at the TV. And so as this gentleman comes in just to see who's here at the, at, at the restaurant, the guy sitting there watching TV, yelling at football, looks over around his shoulder all disrespectfully. I can smell your cigar smoke from in here. Now, who in, this is an elderly gentleman, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're watching a football game. No, he's not bothering you. Nobody's bothering you because nobody wants to talk to you. What in your right mind tells you to yell at this elderly gentleman? No. And so I almost. What did you do? I, I, I got told to sit down and not, uh, not cause a scene because that's going to happen more. You're going to have people begin to step up and get in people's face, calling them out for the disrespect because it's gotten to a point where it's intolerable. When you're having yeah. people beat up in broad daylight, what's going to happen is guns aren't going to come out. Dignity has to come back. Chivalry has to come back. Scumbags will be put on notice. I know that doesn't make sense right now, but when we're talking about weapons being a, a, a what's that? What did you say? Chivalry has to come back? The scumbags, dignity, chivalry has to come back. It seems so dark out there because that's the trendy thing to do, to beat up people, to yell at them, to shout obscenities, to be a scumbag, to be a dirtbag. But see, that's the problem. That's only promoted. Yeah. People don't really have that feeling. So we're going to have people step at, stepping out of their shells, beating people up on the streets, being kind of vigilantes, telling people, hey, you're not going to do that type of stuff around here. I don't know where you're from, but we're not going to do that here. Wakanda. We don't do that here. And I know that mm. sounds crazy, but that's how, that's how bad it's gotten out there. You're going to begin to see that resurgence of people trying to be respectful, trying to be gentlemanly, and the scumbags that want to engage in that behavior, they'll go be degenerates elsewhere. But it's going to cause that kind of friction on the streets, and I think that's where we're, where we're at right now. Uh, people yeah. thinking that they can do that type of stuff only for it to backfire aggressively. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can definitely feel, you know, that in my video, I already also said, like, I do understand what these guys were doing to this guy because I do understand the energy that it has to go somewhere, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's all about energy and, it, and energy wants to be played out. So I can see how the energy is playing out when these uh, two guys you know, beat this guy up. And this guy was like, I don't know what they were doing. And and then I, I asked this guy, come inside. Uh, you know, I took care of his, yeah, his head. It was full of blood. But when the moment I stepped, I, I came out of my studio. Then people started calling the police. But I was like, it's too late, you know. And, but also 
that is also energy that's being yes. played out you know so it's all it's a everybody is reacting on a different way uh you know aggressively passive uh, freezing you know and then i said we need to call people out like yes. if you do this and that therefore i said if you do this i will i will um you know next time now i'm having my phone <laughs> and every time i see something i'm putting my 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 phone on your head and people then they start to think about what they are mm-hmm. doing you know? accountability accountability yeah that's that's what so i i um you know i supposed to be uh, to close my business and then and i made my video i'm not closing my business because as long as as this is happening i'm not closing it i um and even if they are uh, you know scaring me with a, a fine which was 4000 euros last time and i said i don't even know how how much i should pay right now but i hope it's even more because it's the money it's in my investment in a new in a new world that i want to create because in a democratic uh when in uh, when we are living in a democratic uh uh country we as people uh we have to decide where this money is going to so if i get fined yes. i'm telling it to the people and i said okay this is 4000 euros so you need to decide where this is going to uh, my cosmic butterfly color prints <laughs> my studio where i'm helping people out etc and you know and every week young people are calling me help i am i am desperate and i'm having this color print you know i've been tell uh, talk uh, telling you and i was frustrated like why are not people coloring this butterfly and and while still being frustrated about the world but not embracing something new that can help can help me growing my studio business and uh, create a community you know and i said how on earth am i only uh, i am i told them about you i am talking with ej on the other side of, on the other side of the world who really gets what i'm doing uh, what i'm talking about and here people are like uh you know uh. so i was really excited <laughs> and ah oh, i said yes i said there are not the hero people are really sleeping and on the other side of the world the world there are people are fighting for their for their freedom and we are oh my gosh okay so this Kalinda, is uh can i love you i'll, I'll just say yeah. that. i'll just say I'll, i'll love you just that right quick here's a love suggestion uh, yeah. here's a suggestion have you tried a art walk because you have your studio right imagine having multiple artists or at least multiple uh creators in your establishment taking up like a section of the sidewalk to where they come in through the sidewalk explore the explore like your studio on the inside have different flyers different pieces of information put up and then there's a there's a there's a leaving and exit part of the sidewalk as well have you thought about that kind of trying to export what's going on inside your studio to the city that'll get people in the community and in the surrounding area to say Well, what's what what's going on here? She's not abiding by COVID lockdowns and she's being creative about it. Huh. Maybe this is something we want to support. That's just my idea. Um I've seen yeah. it go down out here. That's just a suggestion. 
Yeah, but can you explain what is a sidewalk? Because um, it's like uh, you know, you know where where your store ends and where this where the sidewalk is, and then where the where the where the street is, right? Yeah. Have um, have a what are those things? Have an easel on the sidewalk displaying like paintings. Have somebody engaging in live painting. Uh, have somebody inside of the studio maybe mixing some music or doing like a live show or doing like a live painting, right? Something to where the cops can't just show up saying, hey, what are you doing here? We, we got to shut you down. Well, clearly you're still operating and you're in the middle of a show. So figure out a way to make art a form of resistance uh, instead of capitulating to the social agendas that they have. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I'm actually already doing this uh, because this weekend I have an Good. event with uh with an artist that is has having her exhibition and i Good. and you know last week was the the beginning of the lockdown and then she uh but we just released the the event the event and and the program everything and she got really negative uh, uh yeah uh, reactions to to our event and then i i i had a conversation with her like i i am open so whether you choose to um, yeah, make it happen, I'm standing Good. behind you. Even if you say, I don't do this, I'm standing behind you. But I am yeah. open. And this is your only possibility to do this. And uh, because everything is closed. So um, she will do, uh, we will do um, a yoga body sculpting experience, which we uh, created last two months, where yeah. I am getting... Yeah, I already already told you, I think, where I'm giving yoga and she's body sculpting um, uh, people. And on Sunday, there will be a performance where we are uh, body sculpting her whole body. Good. And we will carry her outside of the my studio in front of Central Station. And Good. there she will get a rebirth, you know. Good. So, and I will go uh live so i will send you my live by the way so you can yeah. watch it <laughs> yeah. you said that's this sunday yes it's coming sunday okay um and i i will um my studio name it's i will pin it in my in the comments it's it's sandbucky which is actually a, a yeah a sandbox um so this is this is can i pin this well, um, I was that is that I'll, I'll write it right here. T -C -A -N -D -B -A -K -K -I -E. Okay, A N D B A K K I E. Yes. So, if people can help me also all around the world to keep this place open yes. because um my next project will be is that I'm uh you can download my cosmic butterfly color prints uh in my bio and you can color it uh, digitally, but also you can print it out and uh, post it in your uh, stories or feed. Tag me so I can repost it so we can make. Uh, so I will I want to make a, an online exhibition. And at the end, you can also send it to my uh, studio. So you will be a part of the exhibition, which is called the uh, the Cosmic Butterfly of Independence, which this is my 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 name you know my branding name so yeah so this is my next project so so people are able to do something because 
this feeling of uh, not being able to do something or not knowing what to do is I created something with the color print that you can do together with your family, with your children. And I already received my first cosmic butterfly from the UK, (laughs) from a mother. Yeah, from a very concerned mother, you know, because in the UK, they're already with the talking about the vaccines and everything. So, and this mother really uh, bonded with her, with her eight year year old uh, daughter. And I received my cosmic butterfly and I was like, oh yes. So color it outside of the lines. And um, I will post some examples in my story so you can see, you know, I have the most beautiful cosmic butterflies. People are so creative, you know, and, yeah, it's in front of my studio. So people, every day, people are, uh, it's, I, I have it, I hang them in my window. So every day people are watching my cosmic butterflies like, oh, that's beautiful. And the way they are, they are looking to something positive and something uh, playful, it makes my heart feel so, yeah. I, I'm like, yes, this is what I want to feel. And this that's is what you're contributing my fuel. to. That's what you're contributing Mm -hmm. to. You're getting people to embrace that creative spirit. That's what you're contributing to. Yes. And today there was a guy, he, um, he was watching at it. And I said, do you want a color one? Yes. So he has, he had two uh, butterflies, you know, and we had a a great conversation and, and I'm like, and I, he said, yeah, this is so good. And I played some reggae music. Oh, it really makes me feel like I'm in Suriname because it was a guy from Suriname. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want, you know? <laughs> That's what it's yeah. about. You're, you're exporting your happiness and you're getting people to adopt it. And that's what it's about. Kalinda, I could talk, to you, I could talk to you all day. Uh, yeah. We have a couple more minutes. What do you want to leave the audience with? Surround yourself with beauty. And if you're not having the beauty around, just follow my Tsunbaki page where I am creating beauty with uh, artists from Rotterdam and where I'm showing you what is possible because there are so many things possible. So take the best out of this crisis because, you know, Amazon of uh, Jeff is doing it. Bill Gates is doing it. So you can do it. Two, it's all about energy. Know how energy works. Take the best out of it. Start uh, collaborating with each other. Start, start coloring your cosmic butterfly. Start reconnecting with your inner child. Send it to me. Tag me and make this butterfly fl- start flying digitally, you know. There you go. And it's already happening. So it's thank you, EJ. Happening. It's yeah, already it's already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sending us your love, Glenda. Be safe out there. Yeah, and keep flying here and far beyond illusion. <laughs> do the best I can. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Ciao. There she goes. Oh, Kalinda. I'll be sure to put that there. Uh, Sunbaki. I'll be sure to put that there. Uh, that is Kalinda Cosmic Butterfly. She is a frequent guest whenever we do our Instagram lives. Uh, and I love it because it's true. They say the creative child that survived, or what was it? The creative adult is the child that survived, you know? And I like that that is always a recurring message that we we are quickly getting away 
from that sense of innocence, from that sense of purity, from that sense of kindness, from compassion. Um, and this has definitely brought it out. So I'll be sure to put that in the description bar below. I want to say thank you uh, to Kalinda for joining us and giving, giving that testimony, man, you know, because I did want to try to figure out how to fit that there, that while it may seem like we're confronted with so much craziness and so much negativity, I can't help but think about how all this is doing is emboldening and strengthening some people to rise above it. Uh, as I said before, I think everybody experienced a lot of, a lot of adversity, trauma, challenges, problems, however you want to see it throughout the entirety of 2020. And it's only made us better. It didn't kill us. It made us that much better. You know, and as you heard me talking about with Kalinda right there, having like an art walk or like an art show out there on the sidewalk or, you know, beginning to again, export that happiness, export that ideology out there to people. That's kind of how it works. Uh, to me, that's why religion and my relationship with God is uh, to me, the highest form of resistance, the highest form, uh, the highest form of rebellion. Now, this is why I talk about China so much because in China, there is no religion other than the state. And we see that very same thing developing here and now nationwide or worldwide. Uh, Kalinda joined us just last week talking about that. I asked her the question of how does America look uh, with all this election nonsense? She's like, oh, my God, you guys are taking this way too far. You're treating this like it's some type of a celebratory type of thing, like it's the new holiday, like it's something that needs to be exalted. That's because you have people who are using politics as a, solu as a solution to their spiritual problems when that's not the case. People are looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem when really we need to get not only deeper to God, but deeper connected with ourselves because then we wouldn't be acting this way. The sad truth. Uh, our exclusive members, you know, you guys kind of heard me a couple weekends ago talk about the charity I'm involved in, some of the work I'm doing here communally, like communally the people I'm trying to help out, the kids that I'm trying to help out. You know, this, that, and the third. And I say that because I got a lot of love to give and there's a lot of work that needs to be done out there. And the battle's not here. The battle's not on social media trying to seem cool. The battle's going to start in your backyard. Social media has to be the portal that you use to show us a status report of what you're doing, not only to advance this, but to try to help bring back some of this chivalry, this dignity, this compassion, this humanity, because my God, we are, we're, we're losing it. And it's because of this dark device right here. Sad truth. But you see, this is what they want. They want people to lose their humanity. They want them to lose their connection to God. They want them to be disconnected because then you're more easily controlled. Again, spirituality is the highest form of revolution. And in an empire of lies, truth is treason. And in the world that they're creating, there shall be no other religion than the state. And so when I talked to Kalinda about using art as a vector point, not only to awaken people, but to make them feel comforted, that's the way we need to go about this. We're going about it the whole wrong way. That's why I say counting all these election fraud votes and all this other stuff, that's not the way. That's, by the time that catches up, it's not going to be worth anything. We're going about this the wrong way. We need to attack hearts and minds. We need to figure out how to wake people up but at the same time, turn them into allies. Don't blow their minds, but figure out how to put them in the position that you were once in and improve them over time. 
truly, we live in interesting days. I wanted to talk about uh, QAnon, <laughs> the Great Reset, and things like that. But what I will do instead is I'll point you in the direction of our Telegram channel, where I recently put up an article from, I think it's Drudge Report feed, or, or Greenwich Time. It says, QAnon conspiracy theorists are facing a post-Trump identity crisis, uh, probably talking smack about how people were supposed to, quote, trust the plan, and now we've found ourselves in here. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about QAnon, how that has taken a vast swath of competent people and essentially mentally nerfed them because they trusted the plan. Well, there's no plan over here other than looking at what's going on and having to adapt, overcome, and improvise. You see, this is the world that we're in. We don't have time to listen to somebody else's plan. All we can really do is try to improve upon the battle that we're in, my friends. Like, this is, this is the landscape. This is where we're at. And it's only going to get better when we put some skin in the game. Sad truth is, is while some of my biases may have shown as I've gotten more exposed to the public, the content has become more rich. The discussions have had that much more of an impact. It's not superficial. It's real because there is skin in the game. I'm not over here. I'm not, I'm not over here trying to sell you a bill of goods. I'm not trying to lie to you, tell you buy my program, you'll feel better right up after. I'm not trying to say any of that type of stuff. I shoot you straight, I get censored, I get cut down, <laughs> and that's okay because I'm not here to lie to you. I'm here to follow this trail of information, put the pieces together, and figure out what this means not only for me, but for you, for my kids, the future, the world, and more. You see, because we don't get the luxury of ignorance or laziness, not in this life. No. We get the burden of truth and reality, and we have to embrace it. That's how that works. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and start signing out for you guys. Uh, unfortunately, the first segment of this transmission was terminated. I think that's probably why we'll go live on our podcast page instead of our main page because of this. It's typically what happens. Uh, but that's also why we're always innovating and, again, trying to diversify what we do because you guys do deserve it. Um, if you guys do want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program that helps us bypass censorship, ensure content delivery, and also have conversations like this in a little bit more of a closed setting uh, where you're able to contribute. You know, you, you heard me briefly mention to you uh, how we might switch up with our Instagram lives. We might do them over Zoom, uh, but that's kind of how what we, that's what we do over on exclusive members. It's a chat, it's a group discussion, and we really try to drill down some of these things. And uh, I'm just grateful to be here, man. I'm grateful to be here. They're trying to overload the American system. They're trying to throw us away like we're some bad diaper. Um, and that's not going to happen, man. That's not going to happen. There's going to be people that stand up that are stronger than me. And I can't wait for when they get here because, my God, I'm going to be cheering them on. Um, and I've talked about that over here on the show, man, how we're, how, how this is our fight. This is our fight right now. And we are, we're, we're how we are creating the cushion for the next generation to get here. That's why these people love abortion so much, death and destruction and perverted and degenerate sex, uh, because it's not procreative. It's not real. You know, they want to destroy everything that is holy and everything that is natural and everything that is God and wholesome and decent. And that's just not going to happen, man. That's the sad truth. Uh, people are going to fight back. 
that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm disheartened that all this stuff hasn't come out. But what that's going to do is force people to make that decision. That's what I wanted to talk about: the externalization of the hierarchy. That's going to force people to make that decision and say, you know what? I don't want to be a scumbag. I want to contribute. I want to help. I want to step up. I'll get over myself for the betterment of others. And everybody's going to take that. Everybody's going to take that pill. And it's going to be a crazy day when it happens. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll put that in the description bar below. As well as our guest, Rita Johanna and Kalinda Cosmic Butterfly and Simbaki, her business. I'll put the Telegram link for uh, ex-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying how we're going to have a smooth transition into a, a second Trump administration. Uh, as well as the other Telegram link for the 11 horror stories if Harris gets inaugurated and they dispose of Joe Biden within weeks. A lot of information goes into what I do to try to present this stuff to you guys. I wish I could just, I wish I could just come up over here and waste your time, but unfortunately I can't do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. Lord willing, I'll be back here next week, coronavirus free, talking about this thing and more. Bye, guys. Be safe out there. Don't get yourself in trouble. I'll talk to you soon.